Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, a tool to help believers rediscover true biblical doctrine and to help them understand and live out their faith in their homes, in their churches, and in their communities. Thank you for listening to this episode. Let's get right to it. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we are going to continue our thoughts from yesterday. Yesterday, we talked about Christians and the government. Today, we're going to really kind of stay in that same vein, but we're going to talk about Christians and politics, how we should respond as Christians to politics. Now, I don't think it takes um, much look further than your news feeds on your social media, the news in your own hometown, on TV, on television, or whatever kind of news you get, or just to walk outside to your local gas station to see that we are in a politically charged climate. We have people in positions, including the president, that many people are really frustrated with right now. They don't agree with policies. They don't agree with things that are happening. They don't agree with inflation. They don't agree with the way that uh, money is being spent. And uh, I recently, uh, I haven't read too much into this yet, but they have um, come up with a $750 billion bill to help offset inflation. I'm not sure how that's going to work. Um, seems like it's just going to double and triple and quadruple from a $750 bill. How are we going to pay for that? Either way, there is a lot of politicking and uh, a lot of political rhetoric going on in our world today. And that's going to continue. That's going to continue to through primaries, through presidential elections. It's going to continue for a while. It seems like uh, the last several years, that's all that we have heard a lot about is politics, 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 especially when it came to COVID and Donald Trump and all of those things. So the political rhetoric is continuing. And uh, today's episode is how are we as Christians supposed to engage that? How are we supposed to engage this uh, culture we live in that's politically heavy right now with uh, back and forth on each side? And a lot of people are doing their own thing and saying their own thing and, and uh, thinking that their way is right. And uh, so how do we as Christians respond? Now, there's, there's no doubt that our political system is dark and it, uh, there's a lot of wickedness that are that is running rampant in the political sphere. And I would say that that's probably the case on both sides, whether you're Republican or Democrat. And, and uh, let me just say this. I think that if you profess to be a believer, I'm not sure that you could faithfully and consciously vote for Democratic candidates and the policies in which they run on most of them, maybe not all of them, but I do think that there is a, uh, uh, a, a conviction and a, and a conscience that sh would not allow us to vote for a Democrat. So I'd be very careful who uh, you vote for and why I talked about yesterday's on yesterday's episode that we need to be serious about our right to vote. And we do. But right now we live in this politically charged climate, this dark and wicked uh, time in our political atmosphere, so to speak. So 
if we were to look at it just from a ground level, it seems like that there is no way around this, that, that everywhere we turn, it's almost like a maze. Everywhere we turn, we run into a dead end. We think something may get a little better and then boom, something else happens. And then, or another bill happens that gets sent out or, or more inflation. Uh, the percentage of inflation goes up, the housing goes up, whatever the case may be, rent goes up, uh, gas and, and the like. But Every time we turn a corner, we, we run back into something else. So it's like, are we ever going to get out of this maze? But if we were to take a step back, and not only a step back, but a step above, as if we were looking down into a maze, people that are in a maze, whether it be a corn maze or a, a, a maze made out of hay bales, whatever the case may be, you can't really find your way out unless you just hit dead ends and turns along the way. And then hopefully, ultimately, you don't need any help getting out. Hopefully, you get out. But if you were to step above and look down or maybe get in a helicopter or a plane and look down, you would be able to, de to determine the beginning from the end. And we would we could be able to tell, like, okay, the, here's the beginning, here's the end. But when we're in the maze, we wonder if there really truly is an end. And it's kind of how we are in this um, sphere of politics is we wonder is, is this ever going to end? And the, the, the answer to that is no. We're going to continue to see uh, presidents and people that are going to be established, and we're going to see wicked rulers. We're, we may see at times not so wicked rulers, but we are going to see wicked rulers. And uh, we're going to see political things happen that we don't like. But today's episode is really how are we to respond as Christians through all of this? And if you are a reader, reader of the Proverbs or a reader of Ecclesiastes, if you've ever read it, one of the biggest themes of these books is wisdom. We need to be Christians who ask God for wisdom. James in chapter one says that we should seek wisdom, that we should ask God for this wisdom if we don't have it. So uh, we need to be people that are wise in dealing with today's politically charged atmosphere. We need to be wise in our voting, and we need the wisdom from God. And listen, not a human wisdom, not a worldly wisdom, because the Bible teaches us that those things are moronic. They are uh, not of God, human wisdom and worldly wisdom. We need biblical, godly wisdom to navigate the political climate as believers as we are on this side of eternity. As a matter of fact, James in chapter 1, verses 5 and 6 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. So we must, first of all, simply ask God for wisdom. And when we receive wisdom, we will be able to then respond in this dark political world in which we live. So how do we respond? I have three ways on this episode that we should respond as believers to this political world which we live in, especially when we disagree with the things that are happening and taking place. But the first thing is one that's going to be hard. It's hard for, for people to do. It's hard for human beings to do. But I believe it must be done, and that is to submit to authority. We see in Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 2, to keep the king's command. Yesterday, we talked about how God gives authority to kings, and he, he puts kings on thrones, and he takes kings off of thrones. And we can put that in our modern-day vernacular and say he puts presidents 
in the White House and he takes presidents out of the White House. He puts governors in the governor mansion and takes them out. He establishes um, all kinds of authority in our lives. And I think that we should be submissive to that authority whether that be the government, whether that be a teacher, whether that be a parent, a coach, a boss at work, a president, and anyone else who may have authority over us, I think it is biblical for us to submit to that authority because it brings God glory, because God has recognized, even in his word, that even evil governments can be used for the good of the church and good for God's people. As a matter of fact, let's flip over to the book of Romans chapter 13. Let's go there again. And I'm, and uh, again, this is one that's could be debated this, this whole chapter here, or especially uh, the first seven verses, but look at verse four for he is God's servant for your good. So let's just actually back up. Therefore, whoever resists, let's just back up to, to verse one. Let's just do that. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. We've talked about that. And those that exist have been instituted by God. So let's think about President Joe Biden. You may not like him. I may not like him. You may like him. I don't know. Um, But he has been instituted by God. The authority that he does have, that the Supreme Court has, the, the legislature has, has been given to them by God. So we must submit to those things, to that authority. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resist what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval." For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. So they're right there. These bad governments and bad presidents could be judgment upon certain nations. Uh, It could be judgments upon uh, America when we receive wicked rulers. So, uh, so much so as we can. And I'll say it again. As we get these things handed down to us by the government, we should submit to them. And uh, the political leader of our day, whoever it is, submit to it. I mean, we could carry on and, and throw fits about the gas prices and food prices. They are ridiculous. I get it. But we still have to be civil as believers. And I talked about this yesterday. These two things are really intertwined. Um, so we, we can't be out there knocking over grocery stores or throwing bricks through grocery store walls or, or ripping out gas pumps because we disagree with what the president is doing or not doing. Uh, we simply have to be obedient to that authority so much so unless he calls us to sin. Again, yesterday we talked about it. The same thing stands. We should not sin just because our authority tells us to. We submit to a higher authority, and that's God. But when we are submitting to the authorities in this biblical sense, then we are giving God glory. But when they get outside of that and call us to sin, we cannot bow to that. We have to get outside of that and bow to the authority that we submit to, and that is God. So we should submit to authority so much as we can unless they call us to sin. So that is the first thing that we should do in this political climate. The second thing we need to do as Christians is to fear God. 
Now, politics goes a long way in a lot of things. And a lot of that we see uh, is sometimes in our justice system. Sometimes uh, justice isn't served as quickly as we would like. Sometimes justice isn't served um, as harsh as we would like. Sometimes justice isn't served at all. But one of the things that we have to understand is that God is in control of all things. And this goes back to submitting to authority as well. We have to have a high view of the providence of God, that this world and these people that are running this world are not just uh, going, being tossed to and fro, doing whatever they please. God is the authority over them. And it is his providence that puts people where they are. And it's his in his providence, whether justice is carried out or not. So instead of uh, fearing man or fearing the justice system or coming up with this, just these ideas of just being disobedient to authorities because we don't get the, the justice we think we deserve. We can't fear God. We can't, or I'm sorry, we can't fear man. We must fear God and God alone. So one of the things that happens in this is, is as Christians, we are not supposed to be part of the wicked. And what, what happens on the day of death for the wicked and the day of judgment for the wicked, they will be sentenced to their physical, their second death. They have their physical death and their second spiritual death will be another the second death that they die. It's a spiritual death, and that is when they will be cast into the lake of fire for all of eternity. So the wicked are going to be dealt with and cast into the lake of fire, but for those who fear God, it will go well with them. So as we live in this politically charged climate, we don't fear politicians. We don't fear the justice system. We don't fear our local authorities. We fear God because it is his timing that things happen and everything that happens happens for a reason under the mighty hand of God. So uh, I think that we as Christians fear God and, and as we fear God, we are giving him glory and we are bowing to him and not man. So uh, we know that God will take care of all evildoers on the day of judgment. So what good does it do us Christians to walk around and being angry and being frustrated and, and, and being rude and talking about people and tearing a politician down. Again, we're to pray for them. We're to pray for our leaders. We talked about that yesterday. So if we don't agree with these things, you know what? This inflation may look bad. This, it may be hard to feed your families right now. It's hard for me at times. Um, it may be hard to put gas in your car to get to work and back every week. But don't fear, man. Don't fear, man. This is temporary. All of these things are temporary. Fear God who could cast your soul into hell. So I want to just remind you as Christians, that is who we fear. We don't fear man. If, if, the, if, if the government, if the politicians of the day do something to make themselves richer and we just get poor and poor and poor, as believers, we have all that we need. We don't fear what may happen from a political standpoint. We fear what could happen at judgment. Therefore, we as believers have no condemnation that is going to come to us, Romans 8, 1. So we must be steadfast, be faithful, and fear God alone. The third way that we should interact with our politicians in this political climate that we live in, and this is a, an interesting one, and it's simply to be joyful. Be joyful. There is so much joy for a Christian that a, a political savior will not bring us. 
if your candidate is going to run in 2024, he's not going to save America. He is not going to save you or your family. Now, could there be policies that help alleviate some of the things? Uh, Sure. But we need to be joyful as Christians, regardless of our circumstances, because we know Romans 8.18, all of these things happening right now pale in comparison to the great glory that awaits us when we will spend eternity with Christ. So we need to be joyful because we have a lot to be joyful about. And yes, you can be joyful in this crooked, perverted world we live in. You can be joyful even though we have a perverted political system. You can be joyful because we have a Savior. We have hope. We need to be joyful and eat and drink. Matter of fact, looking at, uh, again, Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 15, the, the Bible says this, that, uh, let me get it pulled up here. And I, com- and I commend joy. For man has nothing better under the sun but to eat and drink and be joyful. This is what we need to do as Christians is be joyful. There is nothing better than eating and drinking and being joyful in the Lord because he has saved us. And although there are so many things going on around us, we can still have joy. As a matter of fact, uh, Doug Wilson asked, what should a man do in a world of powerful kings and wicked men who look as though they get away with it? And the answer is he should prepare to make merry. We should be sitting with and and being joyful with other believers. Uh, We should be with other believers praising God from whom all blessings flow because we have this great salvation and an everlasting hope in the coming Christ who is going to make all things new. So we do, in closing, we do have some dark and... uh, really tough political times going on around us right now. But remember, as Christians, number one, submit to authority. So much so until they call you to sin, and then you defy that authority, whether that be Joe Biden, whether that be Donald Trump, whether that be your governor or mayor, your politicians, submit to them. Live a peaceful life so much as it depends on you. Do what you can to live that life of civil obedience and just submit to your politicians so much as you can until they call you to sin and then don't do that. Um, And then fear God. That's the second thing. Fear God. As you are submitting to the authority, fear God alone. Do the things that bring him glory and you will bring him glory. I believe as you submit to the authority that he has placed over you in your context where you are right now, whether that be on a national scale, a, a, a smaller state scale, or even a smaller city scale, whatever the case may be, wherever you may be, fear God, submit to him, submit to the authority that he has given. Remember, he has given these government authorities, these politicians, he's given them the authority they have. So as we submit to them so much as we can and live peacefully, we are ultimately submitting ourselves to God, and that brings him glory, that brings him joy, that brings him worship. So the last thing, be joyful. We must be joyful in the Lord. Um, we, we are joyful it helps us when we're joyful. I don't know if you've been depressed and kind of just chattering your teeth at the political climate we live in. If you're just frustrated and tearing down people as as you as it's so easy to do. But when you have joy 
and just think about your salvation and who, where you stand with, with God through Christ, uh, that he sees you as righteous because of the son. When you think about that salvation you have and the hope that you have that he is coming back and he will judge living in the dead, we should prepare to make merry. We should be joyful. We should rejoice because we do have a great hope. So that's three things that I believe we can do to interact in wisdom again. Remember, we have to ask for that wisdom. So three things that we walk in wisdom from God and deal with politicians and politics of our day. We submit to the authority. We fear God and we be joyful believers. Encourage one another, give God glory and exalt Christ. I hope this has been some sort of help. We're moving away from politics and the government after this. I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about next, but it's not going to be this because this is extremely hard to do. And and to be honest, it's one of those things that we all need prayer and help doing because just in our flesh, this is not something that is easy to do. So I want to encourage you to think through these things and I hope that they bring you some joy. Hope they bring you some comfort in the midst of this and just ultimately know that God and his providence is in control of everything that is happening yesterday, today and forever. He's never going to change. He's never going to relinquish that authority. He is going to keep that authority because he is the one that runs and controls the entire universe. As R.C. Sproul puts it, there is no maverick molecule in in this universe. God knows everything, and everything is playing out according to his good and perfect will. So rest in his sovereignty, rest in his providence, and live your life with godly wisdom, seeking to submit and obey, to fear God, and be joyful in all things. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I hope this has been of help to you. Again, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear some comments, some thoughts that you may have. Feel free to leave those comments or email the Doctrine Matters Podcast. Uh, that is Doctrine Matters Podcast at gmail.com. All lowercase, no spaces, Doctrine Matters Podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to read your emails, love to read your thoughts, leave some comments, like, subscribe, and share if you don't mind if you've made it this far. If you've made it this far, I appreciate you. And uh, if you haven't made it this far and just pick it up later, I I appreciate everybody that listens, even if it's just for 30 seconds. So until next time, God bless.